0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Let Me Tell You Something podcast. It's Wista and we are here with another episode of this damn podcast. If you're new to this podcast, welcome to the community where we drag people, we show love, and we spread awareness. And yes, and my name is Wista, and I'm the host of this messy-ass podcast. And you guys are probably wondering, oh my God, Wista, why are you sound so excited? Why you sound so excited? Well, first things first is, guys, we finally have a new logo, you guys. We finally have a new fucking logo. I love you Fred. You you still the bestie, but nigga I had to let you go. I had to cut your face off. So I wanna say very huge thank you to Duncan. Duncan Hatch, you guys can follow him on Instagram. I'll have all his information down below. He made the freaking logo. Y'all can't tell me nothing. The logo is so amazing. When you look at the mic, look at that mic on the logo. Look at that mic on the logo. The mic looks so realistic, yes. He got my skin tone. You, you, You know how hard it is to get that melanin on some artwork? That skin tone sitting right. I ain't even need a tan hole. Some of y'all bitches wish y'all had my skin. And another thing too is he got my lips, he got my nose, got my eyebrows, and also got my bundles too. Because, you know, that I just made sure the pictures I used, I was wearing my, my wig. Okay, so that's all y'all need to know. Anybody who's wondering what the fuck I look like, I look like that as a cartoon. You don't need to see me in person unless you paying well no i'm not a city girl but unless you pay and we're gonna hang out and we all paying together or you just want to have a conversation with me but yeah you guys duncan thank you so much for this damn logo i very appreciate it i'm gonna be hitting you up i'm gonna be hitting you up sooner or later but i'm gonna keep this logo because like i said this logo costs a telfar bag and y'all don't know how much a telfar bag costs oh my god but yes you guys may hear laughing in the background because um we have a guest yes oh oh, wow the guests already excited like oh my god i'm about to start talking so we have a guest this week yes a guest from the it's like a blast from the past because this guest i went to college with this guest i went to college with this guest i've seen this guest flourish into the amazing human being they are the guest done got a new body So he got some new dick, like Nikki said, in the new body verse. Let me tell you this. I get proud to this guest. This guest done shed the weight and kept it off. Some of us bitches, we done gained the weight back, and we're like, oh. The next thing about this guest, this guest is from Dubai, bitches. Dubai. Luxury. Life. Luxury. Think about it. A lot of y'all be talking about, oh, I want to get flown out to Dubai. Well, this motherfucker lived in Dubai, okay? I've been
1: raised in Dubai.
0: (laughs) Oh, you see, you see, you see, you see. Already talking. We have Sammy here. Sammy. Hi, Wista. Hi. Can you please introduce yourself to the lovely people?
1: So I'm Sammy. Um, we went to college together and I've been an avid supporter of Wista's podcast and listening to it um, ever since I was in, co- in college. Um, I have been listening to you more often because... I've been actually in my car more often, and I like to listen to podcasts more at that time. So coincidentally, I've been catching up to Let Me Tell You Something more often um, in the last few weeks, um, listening to the podcast and keeping up. So I was like, let me hit what's up, because I know she needs um, some co-hosts or some guests. And um, I wanted to come in and just say hello. Just say you just wanted to come on and talk shit. Just I wanted to come on and talk shit. Period.
0: Just just be honest. You want to come on talk shit. You got some you gotta say some things off your I chest. Do. I fully understand <laughs> that. Like it happens here. Like I have moments where I really just want to call people out, but then I'm like, Oh hold up. Hold up. Wait one second. Do you really want to deal with the drama? You already know. I you know that one drama I dealt with.
1: Yes. That,
0: oh. Whew. Oh that's when I that, tell yeah, you Yeah, that
1: last three weeks of college kind of bullshit. <laughs> that last
0: three weeks of college sis trying to get me kicked out of college. I'm like, this is my last year.
1: That. I remember that.
0: All I'm gonna say is people, just realize is that always make sure you got good reputation with the people. The people will have your back eventually. Period. But Sammy, mm-hmm. we are here. We're going to talk about some important things. Well, topics that I like to talk about. You already know when it comes to this podcast, whatever we have written down, sometimes we don't even go through the topics because other shit pops up in our heads. Right. So I have a few topics. You have a few topics. So let's start with one main important thing right now, because I just brought up the fact that I got a logo made. And I think I really need to sit down and realize that I, have a, I know a lot of talented people sometimes we be sleeping on people that we know like we don't we don't notice the talent sometimes but we know it's there but we don't pay much attention to it like i have a lot of friends who are painters who are graphic designers and i'm just like oh shit like if you genuinely take the time to like see what they're doing with their craft you will be amazed like you will be so amazed for example my friend uveline i don't know if you know Euveline, but she does, like, the big portraits with, like, the beautiful black girls on. it. Mm-hmm. she recently did one with Beyonce. Wow. And I'm telling you right now, y'all should all go follow Uveline Art Creations or Uveline Creations. So one of those. I will put that in the link um, below. But I'm telling you right now, she talks about how, like, every single time as an artist, she gets jipped off because people are like, oh, I don't want to pay $800 for a portrait. But it's, like, it's kind of valid that you should pay $800 for a portrait because... She is spending her time, material. Materials,
1: yep. Art, what else? art stuff is expensive. Like, have you ever been now, into a Michaels?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! I went with my cousin once because my cousin's a painter too, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Whoa! You just spent two hundred fifty dollars yes, on like five I th- things." I have
1: my my really close friend is also a painter. He actually has um. He has his bachelor's degree in painting from UMass and um, I was really proud of him because he's been trying his best to like get back into the creative grind and that's the thing with creatives like I feel like that is so um, sometimes difficult it's the largest obstacle is that um, they struggle to make ends meet monetarily and I think that is where you can be able to support your friend who is a creative especially when you see that there is an uphill climb like when you see that they're able to create work that is actually going to flourish if their if their artwork is going to become something that is more valuable as time passes um in like it's i mean it sounds kind of like weird but invest in them you know what i mean like invest in yeah, your I feel friend you on that. like give like back your friend up financially and buy their artwork or like if you can't like Share it. Yeah, support, I mean, support it. Share it. it. Exactly. Well, I'm.
0: I'll say this. I'm. The, I'm the type of person. I don't be sharing on Instagram because you know me. I don't. I post on Instagram like once yes, every two years. You do. Like I'm just now getting to the point where I have to freaking um, what you gonna call it, freaking put up stories and stuff. And even with that, because I'm a private person, and I like all y'all. I like to know y'all business, but I don't like y'all to know my business. Scorpio
1: said.
0: Ah, uh, fact. <laughs> but, I think I totally agree with you when it comes to artwork. Like, try to find a way to support your friend. I don't care if you got a... Sometimes I be sending my friends $5. Here, buy yourself some Starbucks. That's only when I'm feeling like a sweetheart. Not all of y'all get it. <laughs> the people who get the $5... Well, Sammy, know he ain't getting no $5 from me. He's looking at me like, what's the... um?" I have never gotten a $5 from you for some, for some freaking um coffee. The friends who know they get $5 for some coffee, you know who you are because y'all know you be stressed and you be stressed <laughs> out. But when it comes to this artwork i totally agree with you buy their prints even try if they make like t-shirts or something invest in a t-shirt like do something (laughs) show some love if you know anybody who's like trying to paint a store or like even get a mural or something like that Put your friends out there. Like recently, um, what you might call it? The I don't know if you know this brand, but the brand's called Bagu. They make like they make like little grocery bags they could take for yourself. But they're like working with black design, um, black artists, who regardless of whoever wins, they will be able to sell their artwork on Bagu, and a percentage of it will go to Black Lives Matter, which I think is a beautiful I do thing. Think so. Too, so yeah. I think that's very important although some of these companies they be trying to use blm in all these situations as a personal game yeah. and not really showing love and we know what kind of companies those are please it's
1: just fraudulent i think it's so see-through and i think if you are someone who is capable of understanding how <clears throat> it's almost like blm itself unfortunately in my opinion has like entered the brand world whether it wanted to or not um whether it was intentional or not or whether it was maybe a better way to say it is maybe blm became dragged into the commercial world by these people who were like just slapping it on shit to make it look cute and to make their company look like they were down or whatever but yeah that has been definitely something that i've been seeing i think you also see it a lot for example in june during pride month you see like almost blatantly homophobic um you know companies will just rainbow splash their shit on and it's like oh we know that right and for me like and it's the,
0: the sad thing is sorry to cut you off the sad thing is about that when they be splattering off i'm like how y'all gonna do this and y'all not even gonna make it look cute right
1: that's the real crime that's the
0: real crime that is the real crime i'm like damn man i'd be looking at my lgbtq plus friends they'd be looking at these outfits they're like ew what
1: is this like yeah no no
0: like what is this how you gonna give me a g-string i remember
1: and oh yes i remember i have this very vivid memory okay it was my first pride ever i went to my first pride and there was this guy who was walking down in the parade and he was super cute and he had these little rainbow flags And Uh like he had like a bunch of rainbow flags and he was passing them out to people. And it was so so cute. I was like, again, my my first ever Pride Parade. I was super excited. I was like a baby. I was a little gaby. I was young. And the guy walked past me and handed me a rainbow flag. And I was like excited for like a few seconds. And then I like I'm waving it around. And 20 minutes later, I look down at it. And in the tiniest little font on the edge, it says TD Bank.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my
1: God. You see, man. I and there was just a part of me. There was do. just a part of me that was just like, oh, this was totally a shimmy sham. You know what I mean?
0: yeah no like i just i just don't know that's it's not cute it's not it's not cute, it's not cute. and i it's think not i think cute. young
1: people definitely see through it it's actually i have found that it's people who are older than us who frankly dare i say understand these things a little bit less or understand the way that social media integrally works they think yeah. like oh my god it's such a huge thing that like you know, um, a, a Bank of America is like aligning with Black Lives Matter. Or like, for example, oh my God, you—we should talk about this, especially in tangent to BLM. Have you seen mm-hmm. the photo of um, the massive, uh, the massive mural that the Red Sox put up on the Fenway Park that says Black Lives Matter?
0: Yeah, I have seen okay. it, and let's be, on- let's be honest, let's be let's real. Let's be completely <laughs>
1: honest here. Let's
0: be real. The Boston Red Sox ain't give no shits uh-uh. about the BLM. No. Sorry to break it to you sports fans. Fenway don't give a fuck about it. If you lived in Boston and you've been around that area, you take the green line, you go to Fenway Park. I'm telling you right now, and especially if the Red Sox lose a game, you getting called a
1: nigger, well, an, e- an ER. Let's talk about this, for example. When, apparently, so, okay, all, you know, so just as a disclaimer, I've never fucking been to a baseball game. I don't give a fuck about boxing. I've never sports. either. There there has just never been ah! a pull. For me, like, there's never really been a pull. I feel like, like, hockey is violent, which I get it. Like, that's why people oh, watch no. it. I... I get it. It's just not mm-hmm. my, it's not really my bag. I don't really care. But um, I do like basketball from time to time. I, I think it's a good spectator sport. Um,
0: you see, the the two sports you're talking about, the only reason I don't mess with one of them, hockey, and whenever, because I took the orange line, and that's the train they had to take to get to the fucking, oh, what's it called? The freaking, what's the stadium called? North, the TD, North, TD, yeah, TD, TD Garden. The TD, TD Garden, that's the freaking train we had to take, and you had to get to South Station, whatever, I don't remember. You know, it's been a while yeah, since I've been yeah. in Boston, but... That is the train you have to take, and that's my line to go back. And every single night when I had to come back from classes and go to my freaking apartment, mm-hmm. these fucking drunk-ass dudes, drunk-ass white boys with their fucking Bruins shirts on, say, yes, right. the Bruins won. Right. But then once it was a Celtics game... And they were salty because they ain't make it to the next round and you be looking around at them, you you ready to hear that ER and ready to cuss them out. <laughs>
1: Literally though. Please. But I, that's why that was one other thing too. So I've heard so many stories, but like I do think that this is actually an important phenomenon to talk about, particularly like I would consider myself a Bostonian. I've lived most of my life in America in Boston and um, I align myself very much with my to that city. Even if I, you know, it has left a, a bitter taste in my mouth overall the experience. But, <clears throat> um, when when I saw the the Black Lives Matter mural on Fenway Park, I was like, this is so fraudulent and bullshitty yeah. and pathetic because, frankly, I have heard testimonies of Black players from um different, from different teams who come and play at Fenway, and yeah. Exactly what you were talking about racial slurs left and right the n-word blah 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 like they're like people from here and that's the thing with Boston is like I feel like because The Neighborhoods are so segregated and because there is just in general a smaller amount of people of color people have Like, it's just, like, there's no collision. Like, I feel like you can comfortably be a white person in Massachusetts and not be friends with any people of color. Oh,
0: hello, our our alma mater, Suffolk University, duh. Right,
1: right. And that's why you notice that, like, most, like, from what I know, most of the black students at Suffolk, they used to be able, they used to congregate and they were heavy. Like, they would they would do shit oh, you together already, you know i had a friend. you know i had a right clue. and i loved that though like i enjoyed seeing that because frankly it's like a lot of people are from the fucking suburbs like from connecticut and new hampshire they've never had a black friend dead ass and like that is shocking and all No, that that's is true shocking. even
0: like the people from western mass exactly well especially those people <laughs> yo those people from western mass no, western mass is literally? not real
1: western mass is not real western massachusetts
0: people you would be the only like if you're if you're like my skin tone that you see in the logo or like a little bit lighter and you walk in let's say like a like a light-skinned indian person like if you see someone of that uh-huh. shade walk into the room everybody's looking at you like um they get real uncomfortable getting tensed up that's and shit what I mean.
1: well, they like that's the thing about okay let's not let me let me let me put this back let me let me line this up but i feel like in general all of the quote-unquote liberal people that i've interacted with in massachusetts or in in Mm -hmm. like the college the glorified college town that is boston oh um, god it's a performance they're putting on a charade they don't know how to naturally interact with a person of color they don't know how to naturally interact with a gay person like it's all it's this pre-packaged elizabeth warren style politics where you're just like dealing with the person in front of you like you just know like you just know what you're fed and you regurgitate it back to this individual you're never really taking them for who they are beyond the most exterior onion shell politics and the identities that they carry and i was like you know what let me get the fuck out of here
0: (laughs) i'm telling you right now i'm like i agree with everything you said especially when it comes to like because sometimes we would have classes with those really like quote unquote i'm woke i know everything i don't see this i don't see that but then when it's time to talk to us it's like um right um tongue like yeah i remember we had a one one of my classes and this is the most black people we ever had in the class it was seven black people and we had to have slavery talk i'm telling you right now the minute we had to have slavery talk everybody was quiet a not a peep not a mouse i made sure that class (laughs) i was do i I made sure it was like me and seven other people like obviously we had like two people who are ados um um, african descent of slaves so obviously their ancestors were sent to america we had, like, two Haitians, including myself, we had someone who was from Ghana, or it was other, Ga- it was Ghana, and then there was another country, but when I tell you this, when we had the slavery talk, <laughs> literally, people's faces were red, some people were afraid to participate in class, yeah. the professor was loving it, though, the professor, she was loving it, she was like, you guys don't want to participate? <laughs>
1: Do you guys not want to participate isn't that crazy i mean <clears throat> people i think it's it's a mixed bag like i feel like in a way if you're white you shouldn't have that sharp of an opinion <laughs> mm-hmm. like i will just say that up front like there are certain things where it's not that i expect you to stay quiet but it's a matter of just like fall back. You know, like let the other person who is actually tethered to the subject say something. That's definitely one thing. But then the pussy ass shit, to be frank, let me just put it like that, about Boston, (laughs) is that people don't know how to stand in solidarity with others. And it's all a little charade. Like Boston is the city that invented the black cube on Instagram when Black Lives Matter happened. Like that is who they are. They're like, oh, let me just, let me just like, oh, like, oh, okay, let me just do something because it's like societally happening around me, and that's how I feel the political energy is there. Like, you can't not like. I feel like they are people who, if they have not walked your walk, they don't know how to sit next to you and say, like, okay, I feel you. Now what can what now what can be done? What can I do from my own position to make this a more habitable and comfortable world for you
0: just say that Bostonians some Bostonians are frugazy as fuck they're wishy-washy and they only do it for clout it's clout which we can find that we could find that anywhere but obviously when you experience it in a place that you live in it just frustrates you so I'm not surprised right
1: and I used to just feel like anytime I actually spoke in this fashion to anyone from Mm -hmm. there like and an extreme discomfort would flood the room and that was something that i hated because i was like damn like i literally can't even speak openly about how i actually feel about this society or about the people in this society
0: yeah no it's understandable fully understandable that's boston that's why i had to leave i told my ass i am not staying here like, how the fuck am I walking on the street late? Like, I remember walking on the street and this old lady, uh, no shade, I'm about to talk mad shit about bitches who shop at Forever 21. <laughs> the bag looked mad cheap. Like, when I tell you, it looked like a fake Balenciaga City yeah. bag ran down and everything mm-hmm. and she tried to clutch her bag i'm like bitch i got a herschel i got a herschel supply backpack on i cussed her i was like i have a herschel why would i even take anything from you <laughs> like you look like a crackhead <laughs> like get out of here like i don't have time for this and i just kept it moving i went straight to my class i do not have time for the beach bullshit because even like as people of color especially like as a black person because that's my experience like walking around in boston Everybody's like, "Yeah, yes, Boston has all these benefits. Boston has this and that." And I'm like, "Um, you might say that. Yes, it has good healthcare, yes. good educational, everything. But it's like when you're walking around here, you barely see if you live in like downtown, you barely see people who look mm-hmm. like you. For example, I lived in Jamaica Plain and Jamaica Plain is hella gentrified. Yes, it is. I lived in I lived in Jamaica Plain when it was gentrified. And even, like, the people gentrifying were surprised. They're like, oh, my God, you live here, too?
1: Like, hello? Well, I actually lived, I think, when I moved, you messaged me, and you were like, oh, my God, girl, you live on the other side of the tracks because I lived in Roxbury Crossing. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. I live behind the fucking mosque. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I was there. I was at the mosque. And honestly, so let me just say this like it did feel strange to be someone mm-hmm. who like let me just say it that's the other thing that i feel like people who actually gentrify a neighborhood they can't actually have have an open conversation about it like i they can I, that's the thing like i am willing to say i rented there for a month it, sorry for mm-hmm. a year it was expensive i knew that i bumped yeah. the real estate up but like at the end of the day, I was a student. You know what I mean? And it's th- that doesn't exonerate me. That doesn't clear my name or anything like that. But like I did, not I at do all. think that people participate in gentrification one way or another. And it did feel, let's just say, I think the right word would say like bizarre to be like someone yeah. who was not black in a historically black neighborhood in Boston, um, particularly in the city of Boston. But like honestly. What something that made me feel really good is that is like, even though I was joking about it, like the mosque was actually a great area because even though I'm not Muslim, I used to go there mm-hmm. on Fridays because they would low-key be having the best fucking food after prayers.
0: Oh my god. You out here freaking trying to snatch up the <laughs> no. food. you just like the same people who be going to church only during certain functions no, so you can get some free stop. food. No, stop. Get but, but out of here. But, oh there my were, god. but there were
1: also lots of Middle Eastern people so I would be connecting with people okay. from my own background too and I would hear my own so- language being spoken around me and I loved that. And I would go there and I would have these little pastries like from my own childhood that i would never find anywhere else in the city that's what i'm trying to say
0: i don't i don't blame you i don't blame you for that then i don't blame you for that because you know what i had to do just to get some haitian food in fucking boston (laughs) had to fucking take a fucking uber to mattapan aka murder pan oh my god yes that
1: was the like my year of living in roxbury was the first time i heard the term murder pan and i was like this is ridiculous i was like y'all are fucked up like (laughs)
0: Y- y'all can say this. They be catching bodies, but them food, that food, that uh, yes, there be Wait, mad bodies being caught.
1: And there was also there's I forget what it's called. There is what? this roti place, and I had roti for the first time. Oh my god, <laughs> Ali's, Ali's roti. roti. Ali's Yo. roti is the best. That shit was Yo. amazing. I had
0: that. Yo, don't. The only thing is, <laughs> be careful with Ali's roti because my homegirl and her cousin. <laughs> They got freaking food poisoning oh, from Ali's roti. But the thing <laughs> is she said it's cause there was a white man in the kitchen Shut that day. That's, That's why so she got funny. sick
1: That's so funny. No, sh- I went there the last month that I was living there and oh my god. That shit was amazing.
0: Dude, Trinidadian food is the it shit really body. was. It
1: was so good. It was so good. I don't care what y'all
0: tell me, man. Trinidadian food is some Indian food. I fucked that whole shit up. Okay, one thing
1: about Boston, there is no good soul food anywhere.
0: Oh, you you don't even have to tell me it this. Was dis-
1: you we don't even need to discuss. Yeah, this. I agree. There was no like if you want soul food, you need to be friends
0: with someone who's African American and go to their mom's house. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, that was that is definitely something that I noticed there. But there was I got lucky. Mm-hmm. There was definitely good. Because My
0: roommate is Black American. There
1: was definitely really good. Like there are spots. That's the thing. There's spots, and it's kind of But funny. you have to know the and right it's people. It's kind of funny because I feel like this is actually this only adds to what we were talking about but loki white people don't venture there so it's like you go there and you're like oh my god this food is amazing why isn't it so famous and it's because white people make the food famous
0: well my the funny thing is when it comes to like places like al's rotis or even like flames the only time you'll see like sorry white people because I know plenty of white people listen to shit white people the only time I'll be pulling up is when your black friends take you or your black fuck buddies take Mm -hmm. you or your black girlfriends or boyfriends or partners (laughs) take you or if you actually take the time to yelp certain things. I'm pretty sure y'all definitely did go pull up to Murder Pan when the whole BLM situation was going crazy. I know y'all was like, oh my God, you guys, we need to go to Mattapan <laughs> and like support black businesses. Yes. So we're going to go to like Pit Stop. Oh, I heard that place. Don't If you ever in Boston, my homegirl also said don't be eating at Pit Stop because she said they got some mess over there. But we're gonna go to Pit Stop. We're gonna go to Flames. We're gonna go to Al's Tea. <laughs> and you know what? Just to add like some Haitian flair to it, we'll go to like Lifoye Bakery because oh, actually, please go to Lifoye Bakery. <laughs> My friend's family owns Lifoye Bakery. They got the best Haitian patties in Boston. Wow, like I said, like I said, they're so good. Niggas in Miami and New York be trying to fly out to Boston see Shout- some ah! Haitian patties and Damn, come out. that's crazy. So. Shout out to Andre. Go, go to Foyer Bakery and also buy his liquor, too. His cremas. Sam's Delight. That's some good-ass cremas. That's basically like Haitian uh-huh, eggnog. Uh-huh. Don't worry. It's, it's, very, it's very good. But, like, you know, if you're at risk of diabetes, I don't recommend it. Yeah. Sorry. No, not at all. What's
1: another restaurant I really liked? Well, there was no good fucking Arabic food. Let me just say that there's no <laughs> Middle Eastern food there. That shit was whack the whole way, the whole fucking year in the in like my whole college experience. That shit was whack. The only good place that was like relatively hit the spot was actually one that was really close to our campus was Black Seed Cafe.
0: Oh my god, everybody knows Black Seed. Cafe. They locally have
1: great fries too.
0: They're, oh, I was just thinking about the Their fucking fries. Their are
1: crispy, long, perfect, Every and seasoned. Time they're seasoned, they're perfect. And it's actually crazy because one time I had black seed two days in a row and I had a falafel in the afternoon. And then the next day Mm -hmm. I had it at night. And I noticed that there's two different people who run the restaurant two almost two different families that run the restaurant in those times. So you get a completely different wrap every time. And I was like, this is crazy.
0: What's that other place that served like what is that place that served Mediterranean food? But it was just nasty. Pipeline. Oh, my God.
1: That, this is nasty. I do agree. I've been there a few times. They make oversized fucking burritos or whatever. And call them Mediterranean. Got no seasoning. Yeah. And they have this weird cilantro sauce that I never liked. It was, like, too much.
0: And the people working there be so sketchy. Yeah. I was like, I know some of y'all niggas been locked up. <laughs> they be staring at you real hard. I'm like, okay, you need to relax. okay. You One relax. thing I
1: love about Boston food And I will say this I'll what give this it? to them The seafood kind of slaps Kind. Mm-hmm. I like it I love the seafood in mm-hmm. Boston You okay. don't like it?
0: I don't mind the seafood But like I said if it ain't got no seasoning on it, if you just tell me dip some butter sauce on it, you know we like we like our seafood platter plates. Yeah, we like a cajun style. That's what I prefer. I prefer a cajun style. I don't want no basic ass Massachusetts Cape Cod shit. <laughs> the only Cape Cod shit I eat is the Cape Cod chips. Okay. Oh my That's God, it. them shit
1: slap too. They're good. Them shit. You see,
0: look at our asses talking about food. We saw. We we see. This is the thing. I'm gonna let y'all know this right now. Um, when you grow up as a plump kid, <laughs> like you and like anybody who grew up as like the plump kid, you just know when you talk to other plump people who used to be plump kids, y'all just be talking about food because y'all know that shit was basically helping you out in life when you had you were depressed. Yes. Like some emotional eating. That's a thing. Pl- that's, that's a thing. Like that is thing. a ma- Especially you getting bullied for being fat and you like, "Dude, like, let, like let me just eat more." Let me just eat some more. Like <laughs> and the funny thing is they be making fun of like kids for eating Twinkies I was like I was never that kid who ate a Twinkie I never eaten a Twinkie in my life
1: what is oh this is gonna get dark okay what was your like guilty like exactly like what was your crutch food like something you leaned on when you were like feeling not good
0: I would have to say well that's hard like this thing is I always say I say this on like any podcast episode we're talking about like pleasures that we love like especially when it comes to like eating pastries Ooh, you if have a we sweet had tooth? freaking okay. i have a sweet tooth but the thing is a lot of people think i have a sweet tooth it only depends on what if it what it is if it's like croissants or like crepes yes i say crepes not crepes uh, you get culture crepes. bitches yeah. <laughs> crepes bitch crepe, crepe chocolate that's it crepe salad y'all, y'all girls be saying oh my Crapes. god let's go get crepes i hate that so much and it gets on my nerves, and I'm like, "Y'all take, oh, y'all want me to say your freaking last name, which would be onomatopoeia or some <laughs> shit like that." But then when it comes to pronouncing French foods or any right, other freaking cultures, right. y'all are like, "Oh, um, can I get the crepes? Can I get, can I get the tabouli? Yes,
1: tabouli, girl, tabouli is the bane of my existence." <laughs> like, can, what is the what is I the met, thing that because everybody I met someone recently whose last name, just to bounce mm-hmm. off of the French, I. So my my dad's first so my dad's first language is Arabic obviously but the language mm-hmm. that he learned um in college and you know he read most of his texts in was actually yeah. French so he yeah. was and that was because Syria was colonized by the French as well um, Oh, we got mass syrians in haiti oh my god every haitian person i meet tells me that there's like mad arab people in haiti and i'm like what
0: there's mad arabs like when i tell you there are mad syrians in haiti mad syrians and lebanese somebody they'll be like my skin tone and they're like yeah my dad's syrian and my mom's haitian That's crazy. or like anybody with the, the last names usually the syrian haitians no shade to y'all <laughs> no shade some of them be scamming and they be the ones making all the money in the country scamming Damn. or they be the billionaires in the country and i still don't understand how this is a developing country right. and we got billionaires right. that shit will never make yeah. sense to me yeah but let's get back to the food shit because i don't i don't got time for political talk yes. today <laughs>
1: um hold on what was i saying
0: oh yeah You're so saying- he, so he
1: was educated in french so most of the things that we learned Like, I grew up listening to French music, obviously. Oh, really? Yes, And my dad is, like, a straight-up, like... I think I would classify him as a very Francophone man. Like, he was definitely influenced by a lot of the French texts and... um, Look at Sammy.
0: Sammy all freaking cultured. Shout-out to Papa Sammy. Yes,
1: and... But that was one thing that resulted is that I... Spoke Like I spoke French as fluidly As fluently as I spoke English When I was like 10 to 11 And then I completely yeah. completely lost it But what I didn't lose is the correct Pronunciation of French words now, So now I, I will never that. So I will thing. never fucking say crepes I will never <laughs> I met someone whose last name was Leblanc And he And, okay, and he was like my, not, my last name is Leblanc Like Leblanc And I was like what? It's Leblanc, you're French. And he was like no, like it's Leblanc. And I was like, "Oh my god, like there's just a disconnect."
0: No, there is a definitely a disconnect when it comes to like certain people like even when it comes like a lot of people who come from like francophony countries sometimes they don't really want to connect to, like, the aspect of that because of, obviously, slavery and shit like that. Like, I personally, when I say my name, a lot of people mispronounce my name, which I'm not going to say my full, full name on here, but a lot of people, my name is not even pronounced the way you're supposed to pronounce Mm -hmm. it. I just Americanize it because sometimes when I hear my name being said with an American accent, I cringe. It's cringy. I cringe. It's
1: cringey.
0: I cringe, so I'm like, you know what, let me just make it easier for you. But when it comes to, just in general, American names... Like, y'all will take the time to say names like Schwarzenegger. Y'all will take the time to say names... What's another freaking European name that people will take time to say?
1: Any fucking Polish Um, name, girl.
0: Any fucking Norwegian (laughs) name, any freaking name from Sweden, y'all will take y'all time to say that. But once y'all hear names from Nigeria... Y'all hear names... Y'all hear names from freaking South Africa. Y'all hear names from freaking Togo or Benin. Y'all are like, um... Nope. Y'all hear names from Cote d'Ivoire or like freaking Congo and you're like, uh-uh, nope, I can't pronounce this. Can you make this easier for me? Like, please, Americans, take your time and learn about other people's cultures. Please take your time to learn about other cultures because people take the time to learn about your shit. At least be nice enough to learn about theirs. I had mm-hmm. a friend
1: who went to who was talking about wanting to visit Kenya and mm-hmm. he was she was like. Oh, I wanna go to like Nairobi. I was like, Nairobi? I was like, shouldn't you at least know how to pronounce the name of their capital before you go? It's Nairobi. Don't make no it don't make no sense. It was yeah, it was something.
0: That's kinda like you saying you wanna go to freaking LA and you can't even say LA. You say Los Angeles (laughs) or something like that. Oh my god, British
1: people be calling it Los Angeles though.
0: Oh well they got an accent. Right, right. And they speak the OG English. Like as much as us Americans as much as like we like to clown the British, they speak the first form of the language that we speak. We speak broken um British English. Sorry, like we're supposed to be saying things like ma. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> ma. <Ma-uh. laughs> Uh, uh, because i thought about like this freaking meme where this person was like this is how british people say black lives matter like (laughs) oh my god trust me like i said i could not do a british accent the hardest accent for like an american to do is like a british accent. i think they
1: butcher it that's for sure yeah
0: Yeah. definitely but just in general it's so crazy because when you meet people from the uk sometimes they be forcing the accent and i'm like bro this is not. Know, why are you trying to sound like Sherlock Holmes right. right now? You don't be talking like that. You be. You. You are from the ends. Yes, I. I listen to a lot of UK rap. I know some of y'all slang. You are from the ends. What is the ends? You, you. You. I. Um. I just heard it in the music. I didn't Google it yet. So don't take anything I say about the UK. Like I said, I love the UK. I love y'all rappers. I listen to a lot of UK rap more than I listen to American rap. You know recently, who's been so. up? Because
1: I feel like this is actually this is actually a good segue. Have you watched the new series by michaela cole um what oh my god i See, may i haven't you, gotten i know what I you're talking about you. i know what you're
0: talking about i haven't watched it yet i've seen a lot of snippets i've seen a lot of people talk about it the type of person i am is when a show comes out i try to wait at least like three seasons so i can binge like even with shows like insecure what's what season it's, Insecure's it's on right. three Insecure's on like,
1: it's on three now
0: it's on three <laughs> So once it ends season three, that's when I'll start watching. I'm I'm late when it comes to shit. So like you've that. never watched, but this I heard ago? it's amazing. I've watched like a few episodes, but then I was like, I'm away, so I can watch a little bit longer yeah. because I'm I'm impatient as
1: fuck sometimes, especially when it comes to TV. I like I in general. So I think TV is definitely one of my worst habits. Like quarantine was not good for my TV addiction. Why? Because I fucking love TV. Like, I love... I love TV, I, my too. My brain almost works in episodical cycles. Like, I enjoy uh-huh. an episodical narrative. That's the thing. Like, sometimes oh sometimes when a movie has a lull in it, like, when it's just, like, go, like uh-huh. dragging for 20 to 25 minutes, I just want to fucking turn that yeah. shit off.
0: So you like, you like the whole aspect of there being a storyline, and it continues, and it actually makes sense. You're not the type of person to sit down... <laughs> And watch like an episode of The Simpsons because obviously The Simpsons, each episode is a different thing. It's not like I'm pretty sure you'd be perfect just to watch a freaking soap opera because them (laughs) shits go on and on and and on and on and on and on. And And I don't know how people be keeping up with them. The only soap operas I'll be watching is the Latino ones because they're done. It's done and it's and everyone's dead. (laughs) Yes, everyone is freaking dead and they're killed by that freaking girl who is either messing with the older man for the money. Usually, that's what happens. Yes. But TV addiction, when it comes to TV addictions, I'll say this. Anything having to do with reality TV. Anything with reality TV, if I could sit down and I'm having a bad day and I'm watching people who have that's worse lives than me, I love that. Oh, my God. Right? It. I love it that. It is the
1: American opium. Like, I would consider it, it, like, really takes your own mind off of what's going on and, like, even if you want to make it kind of, like, if we want to, like, think about it a little bit more sinister, it's kind of crazy because I feel like when I watch reality TV, which I totally fucking do, I fucking love RuPaul's Drag Race, and, like, all the... We See, I love that or, too. Or, like, any, like, really good, raunchy, trashy television. Like, I... So you probably
0: used to watch, like, The Simple Life. I used to watch The Simple Life with Parasol and Nicole Richie. That was yes, my
1: shit. Yes. I also really, like, currently... My my boyfriend and I just picked it up. We are watching Selling Sunset. Oh my god,
0: yo, that shit is. I heard that shit is fake.
1: I mean, it's entirely fake. The fucking dialogues between like the realtor and the little and her little kids and blah blah blah. Like it's all very, it's very very fake. But don't believe everything you see on reality. What I like about it. Is I watch these women in the most diabolical outfits walk into a fucking like seventy five million dollar home in the in the hills, and mm-hmm. it's like almost like a circus. Like there's something just so fascinating about these girls with they're either like white or white adjacent.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know that's the thing. I will say this: if you want to watch um a reality TV show with like People of color, like black people in it. I would definitely recommend if you guys have cable or even know somebody who has cable, you can use their password. Love and listings is on VH1. Which well, so I recommend that. Love and listings. Okay. It's on VH1. Why am I here giving VH1 ads? Viacom, <laughs> give me an internship. From me, my tag. <laughs> give me an internship. I want an internship. Let me host. I think like one of my biggest dreams. Let I me. Mean, one of my biggest dreams. I'd be. I'd be thinking. I want to. Re- I want to host a reunion show because imagine me sitting down. there. I'd be instigating the whole fucking oh, I thing. I would love it. I'd probably be the one fighting. I would love it. But. Reality TV, other than like the typical love and hip hop, because let's be honest, a lot of people like to talk shit about love and hip hop. Love and hip hop will always be down. Like there are certain shows that will go down in history when it comes to reality TV. Love and hip hop is one of them. Y'all can say what y'all want. It is one of them. Flavor of Love, without Flavor yes. of Love, VH1 <laughs> would not have. Well, VH1 also had Surreal Life, but what really brought VH1 to like the reality TV hit was Flavor of Love, and then I was New York, New York, exactly. New York, I don't care what y'all say The Kardash- New York, the Kardashians are New York sons Absolutely,
1: okay? absolutely. There the would be no Kardashians There sons. would be no Kardashians Please, ain't nobody, ain't nobody got time is, You for know what's Kimberly? so interesting about her is that she's quick on her feet, that's what I've always admired about her, Yeah, she's quick on her feet yeah. she will take your shit down and I love that, I loved it about her the whole New York's time. a
0: Capricorn what Oh my expect? god, I didn't
1: know that oh my god New York's a Capricorn that's scary at
0: the let me tell you something podcast you guys let me tell you something podcast we embrace all religions minus that devil shit (laughs) but we embrace everyone and we also like to talk about astrology so if you're uncomfortable with that I'm gonna let you know head your foot out the door it is what it is we're millennials
1: I think astrology is a part of who we are at this point you see you're
0: how do you gen z sammy
1: sammy no, Gen Z. no i am a millennial i was born end of 96 i i make just the edge like i'm a millennial by the skin of my teeth
0: i call it zillennials okay i like that i like that <laughs> zillennials because we're like we're like we like relate to a little bit of millennials like to a certain point <laughs> of it but then like we relate with early Gen Z also. But I also
1: find a pretty big dissonance between me and like for example my brother is hardcore Gen Z. He's born two thousand four. But what year was he born? He was born two
0: 2000- thousand That's two thousand and four, see. Right. That's all four. That's different. You like me and you, I'm born in ninety four, you're born ninety six. <clears throat> we'll probably still have something in common with someone who was born in like ninety eight and that's it.
1: That's true, okay.
0: Once you hit two thousand, once I hear somebody born in two thousand, I'm like, um, sis, I don't know what you're talking about, um, cause in two thousand I was four can years you even old.
1: Vote?
0: Like what? You just turned twenty. Actually, you people, turned twenty on the worst people year.
1: T- people born in two thousand two can now vote. Isn't that crazy?
0: I I know I know, I know. That's that makes that's me crazy. Feel how do you feel old you're not even 25 no yet. i'm
1: not i'm not 25 yet um
0: you're not 25 yet you're not going through a, through a freaking quarter-life crisis like myself in my home, my home i'm house. actually
1: turning oh you're gonna hate me for this i'm turning 24 in october
0: that's not bad yes, that's I'm not still, bad i'll still be 25 i'll, I'll still be 25 okay libra's god
1: oh wait 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 so libras? i saw this on your facebook are you okay, excited what? for Scorpio season? Are you done with Leo season? Are you done with the flamboyance I'm, with Leo okay, season?
0: Okay, okay. Let me explain this to you. Anybody who knows me knows there's certain signs I don't fuck yes. with Can you when it comes to certain aspects. Out, Leos, the thing about Leos is, it's specifically like Leo uh-huh. men. Me and Leo men, we be having arguments. Like Leo men always want to come my way and like try to get attention. I'm just like, you're not even like, just mm-hmm. stop it. We, we don't care. Uh-huh. Leo women are sweethearts. I think it's just de- depending on, like, the gender. When it comes to, like, the certain... When it comes to men, I have a special connection with Libra men. Wow. me and Libra men get along. It's like... You know
1: something that's going to get you also excited is that I was what? born the 21st of October, which actually does sort of classify me as a Libra Scorpio cusp. And I think as I'm maturing into, like, my fuller self, like, I genuinely mm-hmm. sometimes like m- like people around me will be like that's not a very libra thing of you that is your scorpio g- jumping out no, like that's, i have Scorpio i know tendencies. i tell a lot of people that i definitely do i don't forget shit <laughs> i don't forget shit I, either. D- I do forgive but i don't forget shit
0: oh uh, no you see you give you forgive i might forgive but i I'm, I'm i might forgive you and be like deep down inside i'm like mm-hmm. nope you already know who i don't forgive Please. Yes, that is
1: definitely the Scorpio. Um, I am. I don't know. Like, would I say I'm intense? Maybe I say I would. I'm. You have yeah. your moments. You have I'm your dramatic. Moments. Which I think comes yes. more from the Libra, but is definitely exacerbated by the Scorpio. But
0: you, you are very <clears throat> like democratic when it comes to diplomacy yes. and all that. So you get that from mm-hmm. the Libra. Because be honest, Scorpios ain't gonna let y'all know nothing about what they right. think. But like, Scorpios like I said, I have a Capricorn moon. <laughs> yeah.
1: I am not aggressive <laughs> at all. They can be though. There's two types. There, there's like the silent but deadly the sweetheart. Silent but deadly. That's definitely a Scorpio thing. My my okay. my boyfriend's moon is in Scorpio, and I feel that. Like I literally feel. that. Oh no! That.
0: A lot of people, people with Scorpio moons go through a lot of <laughs> shit. Like Scorpio moons sometimes oh my god I got cousins who are Scorpio moons and I'm just like oh my god they're dark
1: sided girl they're literally dark sided yeah
0: <laughs> definitely see I have a Capricorn moon so it's all about money in my head <laughs> money and, and career work. yes career, that literally that's all I fucking think about I'm like
1: career career You're a career, careerist. Career, career, career. <laughs> a career like um What's hello I need to get this shit together Taurus. oh my god my rising is Taurus oh my i love being a taurus rising i think it totally me too. I think it zens out my libra because they're opposing elements and the funny
0: that's i like and that.
1: also i think that having a taurus rising gives you good taste because they're ruled by venus which is the planet of beauty yes so and yes. also i'm ruled by venus on the libra side too so i'm just like tasteful all over thank you
0: Oh, my Venus is in Scorpio, so. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> my Venus is in Scorpio. My Pluto is in Scorpio. My Jupiter is in Scorpio. Damn. <laughs> I'm Scorpio, I got like five Scorpio. My North Node is in Scorpio. Mm. Like, I have a Stelium in Scorpio. Damn, what's up?
1: I have.
0: I also have a Stelium in Capricorn. I'm just like, I'm just earthy. Yeah, you're
1: pretty earthy. I'm you're Earth. pretty earthy.
0: I'm earth and water. I'll let you see the water sign let when I feel like Let me ask you it. this,
1: because I know you love Beyonce. Does Beyonce ever strike you as a Virgo? I feel like sometimes she does. No. Sometimes she does, and sometimes she doesn't.
0: Sometimes, when it comes to like, the aspect of like her hard work and everything, I can yes. see that. But don't forget, too, is what she has a Scorpio moon. She does. And she and she has um a Libra yes, she rising. Does. So, in the end, that does balance her out very good, so... When it comes to me, she's the queen. She's one of the queens of the Virgos. Virgos, I love y'all. I'm gonna say this for all my Virgos because I just got off the phone with one of my Virgo friends um, from college. Virgos, I'm gonna need y'all to stop giving people second chances if they don't deserve a second chance, toss them out. Because all my Virgo friends, I'm like, y'all are amazing people, but y'all always, well, everybody got relationship issues. But the friends who be calling me about relationship issues are always the Virgos, and I keep telling them, stop trying to fix people.
1: Definitely, stop trying to fix Mm -hmm. people
0: they stay trying to fix people. And I'm like, now everybody's meant to be fixed. Now everybody's meant to be saved. Save yourself. Fix yourself. Right. So you, the next partner you meet, you won't have to fix they them They
1: can But yeah, they're fixer-uppers, which is definitely something that I agree with. But like, okay, with the Virgo women that I've had in my life, there is a really mm-hmm. nice maternal energy sometimes. But they're steely. Like, that's the thing. They're steel. They're, like, there's like an iron... There's like a, there's, like, a strong, earthy iron thing behind it but like they are they Mm -hmm. are caring um i wouldn't say that they're like the most intimate they're very analytical they're very calculated which is where i see that in beyonce like all of like all of beyonce's isms can sometimes strike me as a virgo i like that you know what's the most virgo thing that beyonce does she doesn't do interviews because she's like i'm not gonna get caught in any shit (laughs) Uh uh-uh nope
0: nope 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 she ain't never gonna do it and if she's gonna do the interview she gotta know the questions and she's gonna control it nobody else is gonna ask her she'll probably have her mama read the questions right. for her and then she just gonna answer it right exactly. then and there Exactly.
1: and she will that is That is something I admire about Virgos is that they don't allow you sometimes to put them in a corner I think that is something that I yeah. admire about them
0: but like I said my faves will always be my Scorpios cause I'm a Scorpio mm-hmm. my Tauruses my Libras I love Tauruses. The thing about Tauruses, maybe it's just because I'm a Taurus rising like you. I just relate more with the Tauruses that I meet. Yes. Like, I relate with Tauruses a lot. Like, especially the aspect of, like, being materialistic. I'm material. Yes, I will say this. I have my mom moments where I be materialistic, but I'm not going to judge you if you ain't got mm-hmm. yours. Because mm-hmm. that's not my- I'm not that type right. of person. But when it comes to, like, having the very nice things, like... Yes, I just bought a few Telfar bags during the Telfar security program, <laughs> but guess what, honey? I wanted
1: a Telfar. Okay, you're gonna gag, but I wanted a Telfar bag myself. <laughs> to be on my Atlanta girl <laughs> no. shit, I just put it on and walked down the street with my Telfar bag. But I was like, let me not.
0: Why did you not buy your Telfar? I might.
1: I might. Oh wait, no, the security program. You should have done. Damn.
0: Yes. I got... Yo, I'm not going to tell you how many Telfars I got. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how many Telfars I, t- I ordered. <laughs> I texted, you know, I texted, I texted my
1: boyfriend it. in the middle of the day, and I was like, I'm going to get fuzzy slippers and a Telfar bag. I'm going to be on my Atlanta girl shit.
0: <laughs> But let me ask you this. What color are you going to get?
1: I would like probably the beige or, like, tan one. Ooh. I love that one. I think it's pretty nice. You
0: know... We have the same taste, cause I
1: ordered a medium cream Telfar. Oh my God! Let's let's vibe. let it. I'll split the costs with you. Oh, you you want to timeshare that shit? You better freaking you
0: better Photoshop that shit. You better Photoshop that shit in the pictures. We are not going to be like them bitches. We not gonna be like them bitches who be on Instagram with their girls. They went shopping That's and they be so showing the funny. Gucci bags and the Gucci bags is empty. Oh my God! Get out of That's here, so funny. <laughs> I cannot. Um, Sammy really out here saying this mess.
1: <laughs>
0: and we ain't sharing no tail fires. I'm sorry. If we sharing bags, we might as well just share underwear, boo. And we ain't got time for I that. I guess it's
1: not ladylike.
0: <laughs> it's not. It's not. Which I think that's so. There are people who actually share underwear.
1: I think that's vile.
0: I think that's nasty like I'm just thinking about like lesbian like a lot of people don't know how to clean their bodies yeah
1: the only thing like okay Which, so my uh-uh. for example like I have so like now that I live with my partner I have like you know I would say we have still like different body types I'm like six foot three I think he's five ten and um, we have different waist sizes and but the one thing that we do share sometimes is shoes we wear each other's shoes oh, that's not yeah bad. I, do, I don't think that's terrible
0: that's not bad at all i don't I'll give or that's like fine coats. that's
1: fine coats too
0: no that's perfectly fine but y'all tell me yeah there are some people really out here sharing like they own underwear they own bras together i'm sorry you are nasty <laughs> i can't trust people i can't trust people hygiene is like top notch especially top <laughs> notch especially since we're entering into the fall if you was musty all this quarantine there are probably some niggas who've been musty all quarantine and i don't understand how like you could just sit in your filth and like not brushing remember, teeth. You, like
1: okay, one thing I remember so hardcore, like so distinctly from college, is you complaining about people on the motherfucking train in the city. You yes, hated how nasty yes. people were on the train. Like you used to, I used to be in the library talking shit about how people were nasty on the train all day, every day.
0: I'm telling you guys right now. I've been in coronavirus mode since <laughs> college. I was the type of person I would never get on a crowded train. I would bring my own wipes. If I had to wear... Man, the only thing I didn't have was the mask. But I always made sure I came on deck with the wipes and everything else. Hand sanitizer, wash my hands. I've been ready. Was y'all ready?
1: Y'all wasn't ready. You know what I don't miss? Because like you said, like you... I think you're like the one friend that I have at this point. Or maybe like a few others. But like you are definitely someone who i think understands the struggle of what that orange line feels like in the morning oh the orange God. line is a tin can girl that shit is trash yeah. i hate the fucking yeah. orange line i yeah. missed the blue line because i lived in east boston and that shit was like mm-hmm. speedy i was like let me just get to work in and out yes right, and in like there. even though that shit ran underwater whatever but the orange line is gross. That shit is gross. I have... The only time in my life that I've, like, seen, like, brawls break out is on the orange line. And it's crazy because... Okay, so one time... This is my favorite orange line story, is I was on a train. They're extremely fucking crowded in the morning. Like, like, oh, like yeah. literally, like, tinned fish. And <clears throat> you're I was on the train... And there was a woman who kept on, like, and I get it. Here's the thing I get it. I think I get both positions. But, like, there was a woman who was, like, shoving a guy off of her because he was all over her. And she did mm-hmm. it one or two times. And then she, like, tweaked the fuck out at, like, eight in the morning and mm-hmm. was like, can you just get the fuck off of me? Like, she was yelling. And he, I think, was, like, embarrassed. And then she got off, I think, at, like,. Mm-hmm. I think at like mass ave and yeah. he was like yeah right you get off at this stop go back to the ghetto where you come from yeah what? exactly the orange line is nasty but my thing is the, if you're uh-uh. on public transportation right you are an, yeah. and you're, okay what is the average commute probably 20 to 25 minutes can you just shut your depending yeah, on I where get you it, live i get it definitely depending on where you live but can you just pull your shit pull your act together get on this train get off of it you're gonna be fine can (laughs) can we not start a race war on the train at eight in the morning like
0: Um, the only time i feel like the orange line and all the trains were in united and like we're on the same level was the day that trump won the elections oh my
1: god i was not in boston I was not in Boston that day. That
0: day, the next day after Trump won the elections, got on the orange line, everyone looked sad. Wow. The crackheads looked sad. (laughs) The freaking gentrifiers looked sad. They definitely were sad. They all looked sad and it was just a mess it was a mess i will say this the orange line i had some good memories seeing them kids high school kids used to find that shit makes that them was, laugh. i was like yeah, y'all niggas really it's doing so this
1: hysterical. it's really funny the
0: worst time taking like the train is whenever the high school students get out because they be so loud tossing they freaking hot cheetos in the fucking air doing all this mess i was got i always took the train at 7 p.m that is the time when there's nobody mm-hmm. on the train the people who are getting out of work
1: have already gone home and the
0: freaking gone home or it was the freaking Celtics players people trying to go to the game I always make sure I never took the train during the time a Celtics game was done or a freaking Bruins yeah. game was done cause I don't have time for those fucking yeah, fans yeah no 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 but at least we didn't take the Green Line. That's oh all. Oh my stuff. God!
1: I feel like a blessed person because I never lived on the Green Line. That shit is a fucking horse carriage. I would literally never live on that <sighs> shit ever in my life. It's it's never. like it's like they haven't known for the last two hundred and fifty fucking years that it snows there every winter and that shit just dies. It's just useless. It doesn't make it's sense. It's useless. Like people's professions depend on that on that Green Line, and it still doesn't work.
0: All I'm going to say is, if you if, if you take the orange line, blue line, red line, green line, you take any train in Boston, them trains is old as fuck. Your grandparents probably took them trains. <laughs> your great-grandparents probably took them fucking trains. Them trains is Wait, old as Wista, fuck. Wait,
1: you Wista, pro- you moved out of Boston before the new orange lines hit, though.
0: Yes, I did, and I've is seen they, how they look like. I heard there's no seats. They,
1: it's, okay, the seats are a little whack, but that shit looks like the fucking berlin metro like it's so fresh it's so clean blah 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 but one thing that i heard of is that mm-hmm. this made me die laughing i was like of course this would only happen in boston apparently the doors would malfunction in the middle of the ride and just open oh my and that God. and that bitch was speeding like it would be going <laughs> and people and then people would just in all, the entire train, all the doors would just fucking blast open in the middle of fucking what? winter.
0: No, that's ha- that's <laughs> happened before. That's happened before on the Orange Line. That's why I don't like standing on the Orange Line. I like to sit. I like to sit. I don't like. I don't. That's why I never stand by the you doors. Know what? And
1: I'll rag on the MTA like in New York, but at least that doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> it doesn't happen, but still, it's like comparing. But then again, too, New York has, like, such a huge population. If doing shit like that, you're done. (laughs) You're done. Boston just... Boston is, like, mini New York. It's, like... I call Boston baby New York that wants to be New York, but won't. Ever? Because all... Yeah, won't ever because of the situations. So I know niggas from Boston be like, "What's the you out here talking all this shit?" But you went to our fucking state for fucking school. I only went for y'all for school. I ain't moved. I ain't stay there exactly. for life. Exactly, and and, and, and most people life.
1: are actually in your situation where they just leapfrog out of Boston. I know. I'm sorry. I just realized that this entire episode we've just been hating on Mass. Um.
0: Well, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, a lot of people from from other places listen to this and they don't fuck with Boston
1: it's not an easy place to fuck with it's not an easy
0: place to live i will say this i love the people i met there i've definitely
1: met some good people there too
0: definitely but if y'all told me to relive college hell fucking agreed agreed i would never want to relive college i would never want to relive high school anybody who tells me that they want to relive college or high school that just shows me your peak and your prime was during college or high school yeah
1: and i think yeah exactly
0: i don't i don't like i don't like that shit at all especially like being back home and i see people from my town they're like damn man i wish we could go back to high school i'm like what no that certain no. point in my life is something i do not want to go back and again to. that's
1: maybe something we could connect back to being a plump kid
0: <laughs> yes being a plump kid you don't like, want to be you don't want to go back to high school <laughs> you don't want to go back to high school like you really don't only thing you probably want to go back to is like stop yourself from eating all them damn snacks so you can be finally be the snack that you want to be but in the time when it comes to weight loss take your time yes take Take your time time.
1: like i know it's kind of corny to say that it's a journey but it actually legitimately is um i lost 90 pounds in 2016. yes 90 pounds yes and I did it all on my own. There was no gizmo shit. Like, I didn't, no gimmicks.
0: You ain't get no, you ain't get no VSG. You ain't get no lipo. and
1: none of that slim tea, which you love to hate on.
0: (laughs) Yes, like I said, you don't need slim tea. Just go get you some ballerina tea at the freaking, like, at the freaking, um, what's the, what's the place called? At the freaking dollar store. There's like a dollar store called China Market that I be thinking about sometimes. So I almost said that. Oh my God.
1: Um, I just used to work out. And here's the thing. I've definitely, and I think I would just say, like, I guess I would classify it as, like, relationship pounds. But, like, being, yeah, like, being, like, in a relationship, you definitely gain weight because you want to, like, do and eat everything and you want to cook each other things and you want to, like, bake stuff. And, like, definitely that happens. But, like, now that we're, like, trying to, like, we're, you know our my life my life situation has changed and so I'm trying to be on a different grind and like I was telling you you literally can't live in Atlanta and look busted. Oh, you, you can. definitely cannot. You can. That will not fly. I have to get on my shit again. I have to take these relationship pounds off hey,
0: you live in the city where you could just walk by and Young Thug could be walking... Well, Young Thug ain't walking on all fucking streets, but you can literally be walking and then walk ins is a housewife. <laughs> you never know what you're going to see in Atlanta that's Black Hollywood. Everybody's moved to Atlanta, I've it's, noticed, yeah, too.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the new happening city, I would say. And, like, not to... Yeah, I guess... Here's the thing. I feel happy here because it is... I'm not really... And I know that you you definitely like Los Angeles. I don't know. Actually, you told me you had a pretty negative experience there at the end, right?
0: I will say this. I love the people that I met in L.A. and the people that I know in L.A. Like, the friends I have that live in L.A. Love them to death Would I stay in L.A. For me, L.A. is, like, a place that I would vacation and do, like, work. Like, <clears throat> unless you have, like, very solid, solid, solid... Like you need to have solid, 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 solid friendships. Like when I say solid, it needs to be so solid. Like y'all need to live together and mm-hmm. shit like that. Like the funny, the thing I like about my friends out there, they're busy, so it's like they working. Right. They ain't sitting around at home. The the and Capricorn moon up depend- out. <laughs> <laughs> like if you, I will say this: it's if you're trying to work in entertainment, you need to be careful on who you decide to um, mess with, and also. Just in general, if you're going to work in entertainment, you live out there. If you don't got, like, 50K followers, if you don't have, like, something that they want, they won't want to be your friend. And
1: that, even though you're saying all of that, like, I get that that's the caliber to hit. But as someone who doesn't have that and probably will never amass that, I just just feel Mm -hmm. like L.A. is, like, not my vibe. But at the same time... And that's perfectly fine. Things that I like about Atlanta are... Even though the shit is hot, I definitely tolerate it more than the fucking cold. That's one thing. Which is not very popular. Like, I get it. A lot of people will be like, no, like, that's too hot. If it's, like, 100 degrees, like, three or four times a week, yeah. that's too much. But guess what? Winter here is cute. You get to still layer up.
0: Oh, no. Winter winter, winter. the East Coast ain't cute, especially if you live in the New England That's what Nguyen, I mean. Yeah. I used to
1: get so depressed in the winter i would feel so bad the sun would set at three thirty p.m i would literally be like done with work going out it looks like midnight outside i'm like this is terrible <laughs> but um so i like that it's i like that it's warm and sunny here i love 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 the fruit and vegetables here this shit because it's fresh shit, this is an agricultural state like here Food just tastes food hits different here and I love it. I love it so much. Everything tastes so much fresher. None of that market basket shit. Market basket is disgusting. Market basket is a nuclear shelter. Yes, I said it. I'm from Mass, I can say it.
0: But Oh my god. I'm just I'm just gonna sit here and just like I'm just gonna I'm gonna let you say that. If this ever (laughs) resurfaces in the future, I just wanted to let you know. Whatever comes out of this young man's voice Or anything I do not condone any bad things that he says Okay, thank you I'm not ruining my reputation for y'all niggas
1: But Yeah, that's definitely something I also like that Oh, this is something I actually wanted to talk to you about Really quickly I was driving Mm. around my neighborhood And it was like, I think 10pm and Where, in Boston or in in ATL? In Atlanta And the lines upon lines and heels and hair and outfits in front of this hookah yeah. lounge in the middle like in the oh middle of a fucking pandemic you're going to a hookah oh lounge where there's a literal I respiratory hate that. conflict oh happening God. outside you're in a hookah lounge exchanging no. all of that air with like hundreds of strangers oh, like no. it literally could have been a hundred people and i was like you see this he... is insane like that's the one thing like that's the one thing that i would say okay at least people in massachusetts have a good head on their shoulders like that would never fucking fly
0: man if you want to see that in new york just go to dykeman you'll see
1: that Please. oh my god yeah Just go to dykeman Dominicans. they're out <laughs>
0: Just go to Dykeman. I'm like, I'm just in general. Like, I know a few friends who went to hookah bars during this, um, like pandemic, and I'm just looking at them. I'm like, so y'all niggas really out here sharing the little shisha pipes? Because some of y'all don't be switching That's the true. pipes. That's y'all really true. out here, y'all, y'all like here swapping mono, <laughs> y'all swiping oral herpes, y'all swipe, y'all freaking swapping coronavirus, y'all swapping everything, and then y'all get mad when y'all wake up with a blister on your lip. Damn. Hello,
1: yes. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: I have no problem if you want to smoke hookah
1: because, like I said,
0: if that's what you use to freaking de stress or whatever, please just switch the pipe, switch the pipe, or just
1: like smoke at your own place.
0: That's true. They do have like portable. That shit is literally thirty five dollars. That shit is
1: thirty five dollars.
0: But you got to realize, Sammy, $35 ain't it? like that ain't no more. We live in a- We're going through a recession. Some people, $35 is their grocery That's money true. now. That's
1: true. I mean, it is like that for a lot of people, yes.
0: So it is what it is. Well, Sammy, I know you got to go. You got to go pick up your boo. Yes, I do. You got to get your mans. Guys, this is the end of the <laughs> Let Me Tell You Something episode. Sammy, what do you want to say before you have to leave?
1: Um let's see thank you so much for having me on the show it's been a pleasure i've been listening to this podcast for so many months now and supporting you you. yes i love this podcast i love hearing you go off you're like one of my most um you're one of my most unabashedly opinionated friends i know
0: because you call me a troll you do be
1: trolling people though sometimes you're just like let me just say the most contrarian thing and let let me see how this hits. <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> but everyone, I will have Sammy's information below. This is not Sammy's only first appearance. He will be on here sometimes here and there when he's not yes. busy. Like I said, if you want to follow Sammy, his information is below. Leave a comment. Say what you want to say. Oh my god, I didn't do the wisdom wisdom. Y'all ain't getting no wisdom wisdom this week. (laughs) All I'm going to say is have patience. Have Have patience
1: patience and stop smoking. No hookah. hookah Stop smoking hookah. Go to the hookah lounge please
0: no hook allowances don't be going to the bars don't be going to the strip clubs during this time ain't nobody want no kitty cat juice (laughs) in your face right now please and male strippers male strippers need love too male strippers we um we don't want to see that either but y'all gotta make y'all monies too but you guys can follow this um podcast on apple follow us on spotify you can follow this podcast on soundcloud if you listen on soundcloud give me a follow put a like put a comment google play well google play done switched up on shit i will get that together but y'all can follow this wherever you find this wherever you found this that's how you're gonna follow it and come back for another episode yes. we can have little talks and um i'm gonna just end this here y'all be blessed y'all be safe wash your hands brush your teeth take your showers take care of your pets please because pets be getting neglected and if you are missing someone just hit them up because you never know they Is might be so missing cool? you is that simple? And I'll probably be calling y'all out next week. Actually, two is next week we'll be having another guest. Yes, we got, uh, no, yes, we have more guests coming on. Next week we'll be having my homegirl Bethany, aka the stylist. She'll be coming on to talk about fashion. Love that. Fashion. Yes. She'll be talking about fashion. Like I said, she has dressed some of your faves. Yes, your faves. You will find out what your faves are like, and she'll talk about a regular day doing a photo shoot. So, expect that. And we're also going to have grown women talk. So, I'll be yes, tuning in. Get ready for it. You better be, be tuning, tuning in. in. Okay. All
1: right. Thank you, Wista, again.
0: Well, well no problem. Well, guys, this is the Let Me Tell You So The Podcast. It's Wista. Sammy was part of this episode. I got to go because I got to watch 90 Day Fiancé. <laughs> Bye. Bye.